Yo. Brando. What's going on, man? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Just got home, did a workout. Nice. So, sorry for not explaining what's going on, but <laughs> the deal is, is I found out about this podcast app. Okay. So, I'm going to mess around with a podcast, and it's just going to be just kind of real talk uh, with people that are climbers in the climbing industry. And uh, specifically just about their life and not necessarily what's going on with climbing, but who they are outside of climbing. And so we're going to call it outside of climbing. I like that. That's cool. That kind of ties into like our our talk about art, artists in climbing, you know, like not specifically art of climbing, but climber artists. I really like that idea. Yeah. So... This is actually going to just be an episode. I'm just going to, I'm not going to cut it. I'm not going to do anything. We're just chat a little bit about Brandon. Um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't get time to figure out what to say or any of that stuff. Perfect. Uh, right off the cuff. I like it. Straight yeah. <laughs> the only thing I'm trying to keep it is super G rated so sure. that anyone can listen to it and I don't no have worries. to make any, uh, anything uh, known before people go ahead and listen to it so so yeah let's let's get into it if you're if you're ready and willing i'm ready and definitely willing let's do it okay cool so brandon who is who who is brandon where where did you come from where were you born where were you raised wow that's uh yeah it's uh, an interesting question whenever anybody asks where i'm from um it's a tough question to answer, but I grew up in New England. I was born in Vermont, and then I spent all of my former years up until 18 growing up in the backwoods of New Hampshire, right outside of Boston. Uh, I grew up doing a lot of sports like soccer, lacrosse, rowing. I tried everything, you know. I really didn't vibe a whole lot with team sports. I really liked individual things, so... Um, Growing up, I did not do any climbing, but I lived in the mountains and I became an Eagle Scout through the Boy Scout program. And so I did a lot of like hiking, a lot of like camping, a lot of canoeing and rowing and just I enjoyed all freshwater things, all things mountain related. Um, So like me as a person, I feel like when you ask that question, I mean, my best answer is like, love to play outside. I love to explore as a kid. I just roamed around my neighborhood as far as I could go, you know, and I just had to be home by dinner. <laughs> that was like my only requirement by my parents. So, um, yeah, just love being in the wilderness and just running around exploring, being a kid. Yeah, it sounds like you like having fun. Definitely. Yeah, that's A plus on my to-do list. My number one priority is try to find the fun in things. So, um yeah, growing up, like, finding fun in anything was always a game to me, you know, trying to make something a game. My mom always talked about, you know, never say no to, like, having plans or making plans. So, you know, I'm a people person, I really like making new friends and forming new friendships. So, yeah, I think that that's probably, like, my former years. Um, 
if you want to know anything about my later years, that is a whole mess of things, an array of states and <laughs> experiences that stemmed from like going to college at Florida State. So, well, so let's talk about that because you're in uh, North Carolina now, correct? Right. Yeah. So, you know, how did all that transition take place? Where did you went to college in Florida? Is that right? Yeah. So I went to college in Florida in Tallahassee and Florida is a gigantic state. Anyone who's been there knows that it takes like seven hours to drive from the top of Florida to the bottom of Florida. And uh, going to school in the north of Florida is really cool, but you don't get to experience a lot of the beaches and stuff. So I ended up after I graduated moving around Florida quite a bit and just enjoying like seeing the beaches, going to Miami, um, you know, meeting new Florida climbers and kind of like chasing my dream job around the country. And then uh, out of Miami, I got a job in um, North Carolina at the Riveter, and that was in Asheville, North Carolina. So that's how I moved to North Carolina. And there were a couple, I moved to Tennessee to climb for a little bit in Chattanooga, and I moved back home for a little bit and lived in New Hampshire for a second. So I'm kind of an East Coaster for now. Yeah, you've been you've been around in uh, various spots all over the East Coast. Yeah, absolutely. There's great climbing all all over the East and the Southeast. So. I feel very fortunate, but <laughs> I know that's not what we're here for. But that has mainly been why I've kind of settled sort of around this area and kind of always been in and around the Southeast. Like that's how I've, you know, taken my life from what used to be graphic design oriented into the climbing realm. But um, yeah, as an artist, I guess like I kind of started <clears throat> down multiple paths of photography, graphic design, and route setting all at the same time, so. Nice, so, yeah, outside of, of, of climbing, I know, you know, you're a, a route setter, and you've had a head route setter position uh, a couple times, and uh, you've moved around, but outside of climbing, you kind of mentioned graphic design, photography, delve a little bit deeper into to some of those things that you do as well as maybe hobbies that you you have outside of climbing sure yeah absolutely i think growing up art was a huge part of my family like my dad loved photography and he painted a mural like inside my brother's room on like a huge wall so you know, growing up in this environment where your your parents are very artistic. My mom wrote a book, you know, she's a published novel, <laughs> you know, novelist. So like, I, I think I was surrounded by creativity and that led to me going to school for graphic design where I learned, you know, a lot of fundamentals of illustration. And uh, I was inspired by the skate culture that I was a part of. So art has, is always, uh, has always been a part of my life and is, will always be a part of my life. And so a lot of my hobbies stem out of that. So currently I have a lot of hobbies, but my main ones are like painting, drawing, and uh, game design. I've uh, grown up in a family that played lots and lots of board games. So uh, it's sort of like a hobby of mine slash side business that I'm trying to create, which is creating board games. And, um, you know, I guess as an artist and designer, I'm kind of doing both sides of the game, which is like 
creating the gameplay itself and then designing the functionality of like the board and the pieces. So it's been like a fun challenge for me to take on in my free time. Um, there's also like a social element of it. So I get to like, you know, design how the players interact and that's been really fun. So um, yeah, other than that, you know, art is major, major part of my life, but you know, just chasing that fun that we were talking about earlier, like skateboarding, I will always skateboard in my free time. You know, if I have a couple minutes, you know, just here and there, I'll take out the board and do some kickflips. But snowboarding, um, I'm also really, really psyched on, um, man, video games have always been like a side thing of mine. And like there have been some games that came out recently that I've been just like dabbling in, but not not super hardcore lately. <laughs> so you were talking about... Uh board game uh you do have one specific that is are you are you selling it yet or or when is that going to happen well uh not yet it's not uh for sale yet but i'm really close to pushing one of my board games to market i just need a couple of final things to come through um but there's a a sort of like tower block building like drunk like party game, drinking party game that I've designed that's like really close to being done. And then uh, I have about four more board games that are in the works that are nowhere near market. <laughs> they take a lot more work than I actually like, you know, than it seems like on the surface. So I'm, I'm delving into like the back end mechanics. And with this first board game getting really close to coming to market, I'll know a lot better how to get the rest of them to that stage. But uh, it's been really fun, like, doing research because I have never really been into, like, marketing or anything. So I'm doing a lot of research on my own. Nice. Well, that's cool. I didn't realize you had so many uh, uh, options as far as the board game following uh, uh, mm-hmm. you. I've only uh, noticed one. So that's really cool. When it comes to your to your art, it's such a huge uh, part of your life. Is there some uh, specific design aesthetic that you that you find like you lean towards or yeah Hmm. that's a good question I guess there's two ways to think about it right so part of me wants to say that I lean towards a certain aesthetic when I do art you know like something that I create I typically lean towards darker color palettes like I really like black and white And I find that when I create something, I really want the emotion to speak for itself. I do not do anything photorealistic. I like when you have to interpret the piece a little bit on your own. And when you evoke an emotion from somebody with art, I think that that's the most powerful thing about it. And I think the other side of the coin is like when I look at art, I would say the answer is no. I don't think that I tend to go towards one type of thing. Um, My favorite type of art to look at is sculpture, just because I think it's, you know, gorgeous, you know, and I think it's, you know, astounding what people do with stone. You know, stone sculpture is definitely my favorite thing to look at. I actually traveled to Europe just to look at (laughs) sculpture, which was great. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, I think art is, is great when you look at it as an outside perspective 
I keep my mind open because there are so many different types of art that can influence me as a person. So, um, yeah, just try to keep an open mind when it comes to that stuff. And I probably should do that more when I create my art, but I have these feelings inside that, you know, typically I want to get out on the page and those typically tend to express themselves in certain types of ways. So I've learned that about myself over, you know, time. lately and I think uh, I just launched two websites uh, one that I haven't told anyone about which is my board game website and that's you know personally I just wanted to like get it out there and like get it done and like I'm still refining it as time goes on so I hope in five years that I am still developing board games and I have uh, certain games on the market, as well as developing more and more projects. That would be something that I want to do personally. Just, I would love to see these games go into the world and get played by people. Uh, I just think that that would be great. So definitely board games, that would be great. Um, I also launched a photography website. Um, I've been doing photography since I could hold a camera basically. And, uh, you know, I did it as a career for a little while and that just didn't stick. I didn't like doing it for other people. So I've been really delving into doing photography for myself. And I think when people look at a photograph that I took for me, like that I thought was beautiful and they like it as well, that shows something special. So what I've been doing is, you know, trying to you know reach further and dig deeper into myself and my photography and you know trying to create something that could potentially be business worthy so selling prints um basically the website is a shell right now it's just you know the basics are up there but you know being able to sell prints and uh sell artwork or do photo shoots for people i think would be awesome so that's another kind of side business that i you know, would like to see you get off the ground a little bit further um, in the next five years. I think those would be two of my goals. And then, you know, my, my full-time job is route setting. And I think within five years, I'd really like to see myself in a headsetter or director type role where I'm taking on more of like um, a top-down view of a corporation or a business's like mindset and trying to deliver that to the customers through the route setting department, um, which is really interesting when you start thinking about route setting, you know, like when you're a customer, you're like, wow, the route setting is great, or it's bad, or I don't like these things, or I like those things. But when you start getting into the logistics and the back end of this, that can be controlled in a way um, if you have great leadership. And, you know, a great director can tell their team and keep their headsetter you know, in a, in a sort of like bubble, you know, left and right, get a little like, 
you know, constrained at a certain point so that the, the type of climbs and the, and the flow and the feeling of those climbs are aligning with the views of the, the owners, you know, and the type of, you know, business that it is. And I think that if your gym is known for comp style, you know, and if you start to, you know, skew that thing into a different direction, you know, your customers not, might not like it. Um, or maybe they will, but it all depends on, you know, the view of the ownership and how that trickles down into the, the route setting department. So that, that for me is a goal of mine. Personally, I would like to see myself grow into a role like that. Good. So for those that are listening, all one of them, uh, what would you, do you, do you think there's any benefit to having hobbies and, uh, ambitions outside of climbing oh man absolutely (laughs) i think there's a lot a lot of people that get a little one track minded when it comes to climbing and that can be great it can be you know extremely beneficial to you growing in the sport and growing in the community and learning and like building a family you know around yourself you know surrounding yourself with climbers but I think that it limits you a little bit when it comes to, um, you know, bringing in other experiences, you know, like we can all get a little caught up in the mindset of like getting stronger um, or like sending harder. I think when you're fully invested in the climbing community, that can become what makes you happy is like, you know, sending harder grades And unfortunately that can lead to a spiraling downward if you get hurt or if you aren't sending harder, if you plateau. So I think having outside factors like art or, you know, whatever it is, um, anything that you enjoy outside of climbing can really help sustain a more level-headedness when it comes to, you know, keeping a balance in life. and mine, mine is definitely art and photography. Those are two anchors that I've had since I was, you know, a child. But um, yeah, I do, I do think that you gain inspiration, especially as an artist or, or a route setter from outside sources. You know, I think I get inspired by paintings sometimes or architecture sometimes. Um, whereas, you know, my, my coworkers who are route setters may only gain inspiration from climbing movement or, you know, outdoor routes. Um, so their, their influences is very small, whereas mine, I feel like it's a bit broader. Yeah. Are, do, you, do you have anything else that you think might be worth uh, sharing with those that might want to know, know you, who you are as a person in a rounded way? Um, yeah, I mean, I love television and... <laughs> It sounds so simple when you say it like that, but that's what it boils down to. I used to want to make film. I was uh, on track to like probably making, you know, movies at some point. Um, I was, you know, cinematographer of some, you know, short films that were entered into some film festivals. And, uh, you know, that wasn't eventually what I wanted to do, but what it has done for me is like given me a sense of like, (laughs) I don't know, I really love storytelling. And I think that that crosses over into my game design at some point, but film and television are like two really unique things that can be about anything, you know, documentary, 
it can be horror, it can be kids shows, but like storytelling is really integral to anything in film or television. So I fell in love with it because of the storytelling and, you know, making you feel like you're really there um, is something that I've always liked. And I try to put that into every single thing that I do is like, I really want you to be immersed in some sort of experience and not even realize you're in it. So like, especially with my route setting is that I want you to be in it, in the flow. And then when you're done, you're like, wow, that was, wow, that was great. You know, you just didn't even realize how great it was because you never felt like out of the moment. You were just in the moment, kind of like the flow state we were talking about, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like my life revolves around a lot of um, just having fun and trying to make it wherever I can, just uh, kind of making the moment. I guess Taoism is the best thing that I can relate it to is like, I think the, the philosophical belief that like you need to live in the moment because you never know, you know, what will happen in the future. So yeah, I think that's about it. Well, thanks for uh, taking some time uh, with me, and, and uh, hopefully this actually turns into something where people see value in getting to know climbers that are uh, ones yeah, it's that been great. familiar with uh, when it comes to climbing and what they do for climbing, but it's nice to see, hopefully they see the value in knowing someone a little little deeper than what they do for the climbing industry so thanks thanks again appreciate it yeah absolutely travis i'd love to ask you the same question sometime that'd be awesome (laughs) like it'd be nice to get to know you a little bit better on like what you do outside of climbing and building volumes we all know that you're uh you're holed up in that workshop just grinding but yeah too much sometimes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you, you do it for us. You do it for us. So we're happy that you deliver amazing products, but um, you got to get out of the workshop sometime. Yeah, I hear you. But thanks again. And uh, after we're done here, I'll, I'll give you a quick call and see what you thought. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Travis. Okay. See you, Brando. Bye. Bye.